bless you. This is Elias Flores coming to you once again on Prophetic Whispers. And we're going to be talking again on the destroying the 11th commandment mentality. And, and one of the main aspects um, that, that I've come to, to see and realize and, and actually, you know, have to deal with constantly is staying true to my confession of faith. You know, those things that I confess. Now, when you look at this word, uh, confession, that's that, you know, or confess, okay? Uh, confess, you find that in 1 John 1 9, it's the Greek word homo logos, and, uh, and that's, that's important for you to understand, you know, what a confess, a confession of a sin is. It's, it's more of an alignment word than anything else. Homo means same, logos meaning word. In other words, that you begin to agree with God's word regarding that particular action that is contrary to God's word or contrary to, to godly or moral behaviors. And so when you look at confession, that's the angle we're going to take because most Christians struggle with their walk with God because they don't understand that confession is not admitting to a fault, but confession is aligning yourself with how God views a particular issue and a particular situation in your life. That's why if you read 1 John 1, the first uh, chapter, it says, if any man says he has no sin, he is a liar. In other words, we all constantly need alignment. We all constantly need to align ourselves with God's word. And so with that, uh, with that um, definition in mind, we destroy the 11th commandment that says I can feel any way I want. I can, I can, I can believe any way I want. I can, I can view Jesus any way I want. There's just things I can just do whatever I want. And uh, as long as I'm nice and my Jesus is nice and everybody likes me, I'm okay. Because, you know, how I believe and how I think only affects me. Negative. Negative. Okay, that's that. That's the 11th commandment. And so we're not out to be nice. We're out to be right before God. We're out to exude righteousness and holiness and godliness. And what does that look like? And so confession of faith is extremely important in understanding what it means to confess a sin, what it means to get realigned with God. That means that you were out of line. That means that you were misaligned. That means that you were on the wrong road and you need to get back on the right road. Okay, so uh, forgiveness of sin, homo logos, the confession of a sin is extremely important for you and I to understand that it's alignment once again. It's aligning ourselves, getting ourselves back in line with God, agreeing with God on what God says about my current situation, about my current attitude, about my current behaviors, about my current thoughts, about my, my current actions. So let's take a good look at this confession of faith, okay? Confession of faith. Hebrews 10, 22, uh, verse 23 says, let us draw near with a true heart, okay? Full of faith, okay? This is important. A true heart, full of faith. So faith really, really, um, what I would say, it uh, comes to its full capacity when there's truth within the heart. I love what Psalms 51 says, that God desires truth in our inward parts. That's David. You know, David in his great confession, you know, when he, he was repenting before God and says, renew a right spirit in me, clean me, because you desire truth in the inward parts, Psalms 51. So here we begin to see a very big lesson here about where faith where faith really flourishes in the heart of a Christian is when there is truth. Where does truth come from? Truth comes from God's Word. Seeing things the way God says they are. Not 
developing your own worldview, but you have a biblical worldview regarding your walk with God. Okay, remember it's God's word. Okay, and you don't get a you don't get a choice of whether whether God's word is right or wrong. You have to align yourself with it. So let us draw near with the true heart in full assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. So faith, faith, at its fullest is exuded through the confidence or assurance or your security, how you feel in your relationship, how you feel in your walk with God, that assurance that everything is fine, everything is amazing. Why? Because you're walking in truth and you're walking in faith and it's exuded through the assurance and the confidence that you walk in. There's nothing more evident in the life of, uh, of an athlete who is not only good but has did the work, how confident they walk up regardless of the field, regardless of, of, the, of the discipline they're in, when they've done the work. There's a confidence about them when they have been battle-tested, when they know that they are right in their spirit, their soul, and their body. Guess what happens? They have a full assurance. There's a confidence about them that you can feel, you can see. You know, you can almost wrap your mind and your arms around and say, man, that, that person is unbeatable. And that's what truth in the heart produces. It produces faith. And faith is, is sits on the shoulders of the assurance of what you have believed because you live by the truth of God's word. And so watch this, having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience, again, very important, okay, because this is alignment, confession alignment, that the blood is applied in order to wash and to cleanse. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus, the consciousness, okay, the consciousness, the synedesis, the synedesis, that means the together being able to judge um, between good and evil. Seen means together, okay, where you're able to distinguish, okay, right from wrong. That's your consciousness, okay. He says uh, that our evil consciousness is sprinkled by the blood of Jesus. So when things go wrong, we align ourselves completely and we don't allow sin to stain our conscience, to keep taking us back to the corner of failure in repeat, but we begin to move on and our bodies washed with pure water, which means is what? The washing of the word of God, which is which is demonstrated in the life of the Christian as you apply God's word and your conscience is constantly being cleaned because again we all have we all have to deal with some evils we have to deal with some issues mental sometimes mental sometimes um, temptations and all those things that you know what if we don't know how to stand firm in the confession of faith guess what we can we can start getting a little uh, dirty there we can start we could start getting a little dust and dross and the enemy can really attack you and really mess with your ability to confess correctly walk in truth okay the enemy can accuse you and hold you in bondage of things when um, you don't uh, allow truth to Fill your heart and faith arise and assurance and assurance be exuded in your life. An evil conscience can come in. In other words, you, you start doubting God. You start doubting the forgiveness. You start doubting your redemption. You start doubting these things. Okay? So again, we have to start understanding confession of faith. The confession is the alignment. Homo logos. We want to align ourselves back up with God. We want to align our agreement up with God's word. That God's word is true in every situation. It is the way God says it is. Not the way I wish it to be, but the way God says it is. Okay? Then, truth reigns in my heart. 
then full assurance is developed. And guess what? And faith thrives in that environment, that, that inner environment. Okay, and then my, and then whenever the enemy tries to come against me and mess with my mind, I don't have an evil conscience because I have fully confessed. I have fully submitted myself to the washing of the word of God in my life. Watch this. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he is he who promised is faithful. So he who promised is faithful. Now watch this. Let's move up just a little bit. Let us hold fast, okay? Hold fast. That means that you're going to have to wrap your arms around it and you're going to have to grab it and not let it go, okay? Don't let it go. Don't cast it away. Don't uh, apobolo. Apobolo, that's the word. Let us hold fast. The, the opposite is to, is to cast away. We'll get into another scripture, okay? cast away. Apobolo means to, to actually pull away and throw it away. Okay, so this, this scripture is telling us, let us hold fast the confession of our faith. In other words, we align with God. We stand exactly in the, in the full assurance of faith because we are walking in truth. Truth will make you confident. Truth will make your faith flourish. Truth will make you exactly what God has called you to be. And to, and, and to really possess a clean and pure conscience, both mental and physical, both internal and external, okay? So that's what the power of a confession will do as you homo, align yourself up with God, okay? He goes, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith with hope without wavering. I love that word wavering. It, it is the word akalines. A-K-L-I-N-E-S. Akalines. You know what that means? Leaning. It says, where are you leaning? Okay? That's the word wavering. You just kind of start leaning certain ways. You start all of a sudden start uh, uh, compromising certain things. You're leaning the wrong way. Okay? He says, hey, without wavering. In other words, stop leaning that way. Stop leaning on your own. Stop leaning into the humanistic. Stop leaning into the cult culture. Stop leaning into the music. Stop leaning into your emotions. Stay in truth without wavering. Why? Because he's faithful to whom he's promised. And you don't forget, you are standing on the truth. And when you stand on the truth, your faith will flourish. And guess what happens? I got to hold on to my confession because if I don't hold on to it, it'll go. My confession will go. My language will change. My, my belief systems fluctuate. You know, next thing you know, I, I, I start doubting God. I start doubting his promises. And the scripture encourages you, okay, not to waver. Don't lean. Don't lean. Stand straight. Stand straight. You know, I like what Ephesians 6 says. And when done all, stand. Okay? When you've done all, you're going to be standing. Why? Because you're not wavering. You're not leaning anywhere. You're standing straight. You're standing tall. It's called, it's called a power position. You've got to stay in a power position at all times. And that's what truth does. It establishes you in a power position power position so that your assurance, so that your assurance of your heart, okay, and faith is produced so you have a different demeanor than anybody else. I like what Hebrews uh, uh, 1035, okay, 1035 through 38 says, therefore, cast not away, that's an apobolo, don't throw it away, don't throw it away, your confidence, okay, which has great reward. Why don't you want to throw it away? Because once you throw it away, you start leaning Okay, you start leaning, you start wavering. Okay, 
And so how is this tested? It's tested because you need endurance. So after a while, you've done the will of God, you may receive. So again, you're going to have to endure, 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 okay? Which, which is, is the, the Greek word that means to get under the pressure and stay there. Get under pressure and stay there. That's what we want to do. So don't, don't give up. Okay? Don't cast away your, your confidence. Don't throw it away. Apobolo. Don't, don't, don't throw it like a baseball. You know, you just get rid of a hot potato. Okay? Don't throw it away. It has great reward. But you need to develop endurance. You need to remain. You need to abide in Him. You need to stay there. Okay? So that after a while, and after a while that you've done the will of God, what is the will of God? That you learn to endure. Okay? That you're going to receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he and he who is coming will come and not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Remember, we don't want to draw back. We don't want to waver. We don't want to go from side to side. We want to stay right in the middle. We want to stay locked in to what God has promised us. Okay? We want our conscience to remain clean. We want our mind to, to remain strong. We want to make sure that our conscience is constantly sprinkled by the blood of Jesus and there's no evil consciousness that, that draws us or a sin consciousness that draws that tells us we're not worthy, we're not, we're not able to. And when that does happen, okay, when that does happen and you start to be overcome mentally, because many Christians are overcome, are, are overcome mentally. 1 John chapter 3, verse 20 through 22 says this, for if your heart condemns us, he's talking about our consciousness, he's talking about when, when uh, sin consciousness overtakes you, okay, the reason you stand in truth is because God is greater than your heart and knows all things. So again, this is this is so that we can align ourselves correctly. So when sin consciousness starts to drive us and starts to move us more towards the culture and make you start wavering and make you start leaning a certain direction, you must remember that God is greater than your heart. So even your heart, if it gets confused, if your heart gets lost, if your heart if your heart starts to to lean a certain way, God is greater than your heart and he knows all things in other words he knows who's confusing you he knows how it started he knows what's going on and guess what beloved our heart does not condemn us we have confidence towards God so again here is the idea of God coming in as an anchor to your soul to restore confidence in God to get you from leaning a certain way to start dealing with the with the evil consciousness that condemns you okay that God's truth of God's word is greater than your heart. It's greater than the, than the temptation. It's greater than the accusation. It's greater than those things. And this is the beautiful thing. Okay, This is the beautiful thing about standing in truth that produces a good conscience, that produces, that produces great faith, that produces this assurance that, that Hebrews was talking about. The word condemn is the Greek word kataginosko. What does that mean? Kata means to come down. That means when thoughts bombard you, they come from the outside and they come from on top of you. The thinking, the mind gets attacked. Okay? The, the devil starts to attack and assault you. Right? Kataginosko means, means your, your ability to learn things, your ability to think gets 
fogged up. Kyle Gnosko has to do with the mind. Okay, he begins to blame you. You begin to take on that blame. This is what he's talking about. That's the that's the condemning portion. Kyle Gnosko. Okay, it's a mental torment. It comes from the outside to the inside, and you begin to learn patterns. You begin to learn how to adopt adapt to fears and and evil consciousness and start saying that I really am not saved. If I was saved, I wouldn't have made those mistakes. If I, if I was saved, I would. And all of a sudden, our heart starts to get, starts to condemn, condemn us ourselves. But what does the scripture say? We just read it. God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. So confess your sins. Confess it. Come to him. Align yourself with him. Don't throw away your confidence. Even when your heart gets condemned, okay, God is greater than your heart. Okay, and this is the confidence we have towards God. He knows everything. He sees everything. Watch this. And whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. What's his commandments? That you love God. What's his commandments? That you walk by faith. What's his, what's his commandments? That you walk in the power of God's word. That you walk in truth. That you walk with assurance. That you walk in true faith. Don't let your heart condemn you. God's greater than your heart. Get back to his commandments. Okay? And the, ninth, the 11th commandment, Christians think that the, that the commandments of God are the recommendations of God. That God recommends that you do things that are pleasing in His sight. Listen, God loves everybody, but not, He's not pleased with everybody because of this here. Because of this here. Because they allow their hearts to condemn them. And they doubt God, that God... That God is greater than their heart, is greater than the evil conscience, the greater than the work that the enemy has done towards them. Don't let your heart condemn you. Don't let it cut a gnosko. Don't let bad information that assaults you, bad information that comes against you, start settling and start tainting your consciousness where you no longer distinguish truth from a lie. The blood of Jesus can't touch this area. The confession and, and aligning myself with God, the homo logos, is, is gone now because of this particular thing. It's never gone. That's why we have confidence towards God. 1 John 3, 20, we, we regain our confidence with God. We don't throw away our confidence. We hold on to our confidence. We grab onto that anchor and we never let it go. Why? Because it has great reward. Okay? It has great reward. Our confidence does. And we trust the Word of God. So we're coming back into the alignment of what? Truth, assurance, that pushes out dynamic faith. Dynamic faith. I like 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to it is written, I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. See, the 11th commandment preacher, speaker, Christian, doesn't know what's written. They know what the culture says. They know what they, 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 know what they want to see in the scriptures. They don't know what the Bible says. They don't know what is written. See, faith comes according to what is written. Okay, you have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. So it's the homo logos. It's coming in line with God's word. Okay, that develops the same spirit of faith according to what is written. So we align ourselves to what is written. I believe, therefore I spoke. In other words, we only speak what we believe. Okay, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that the grace having been spread through many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, don't lose heart, even though the outward man is perishing, 
yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working in us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at things which are seen, but things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So he begins to give you the power of alignment, of believing what is written, confessing what is written, aligning yourself with what God's word is. Even though we may be under a weight of pressure right now, some affliction, some persecution, okay? I mean, again, Jesus said, those that, uh, Paul writes and says, those that desire to live righteously will be persecuted. But the power of an aligned confession. Confession is alignment to God's word. I believe, therefore I speak as it is written. So I will speak and confess God's word. Homo logos. I align my tongue. I align my mind. I align my, align my words to the word of God. First, Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Very powerful. Why? Because faith is the inner eye. Faith is the inner eye. Faith is, is the eye that sees beyond the natural into the supernatural. So I don't walk by physical faith, by, by physical sight. I walk by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Romans 4, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So now we, we understand that I must hear God's word so that I can develop assurance and that truth can develop in my heart so that I cannot lean and be wavered as to the right or to the left, but I stay straight in the middle of the truth of God's word that's coming to me so that faith can develop correctly. So assurance can be uh, solidified in my life because truth that I'm hearing from God's word is absolutely the stabilizing foundation of which all confession is based upon is God's word. So today I just wanted to leave that with you, a little thought, little food for thought as I'm out here in the Rio Grande Valley getting ready for, to do some exciting things out here at uh, Vital Church and, and um, speak tomorrow night. But I just wanted to share this with you. Break the 11th commandment thinking. That you know what? You're going to have to confess the word of God. You're going to have to stand on the word of God. The truth of God's word. Because truth develops assurance. Assurance develops powerful faith. That sounds different from the culture. That is not afraid to look at the eye of the culture and say, No, if God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll make it good. Align yourself with the Word of God today. Make a strong confession of faith today. Don't back away. Stand strong. Don't ever, ever back away. Why? Because the just shall live by faith. Psalms 119.89 Forever, O Lord, your Word is settled in heaven. Psalms 119.105 I'm giving you just a little bit more. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. Psalms 119.130 The entrance of your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Psalms 40 uh, verse 6 Sacrifices and offerings you do not desire. My ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. Why? Why do the ears need to be opened? To hear the word of God. So you can hear the truth of God's word. So assurance can be established. And so that faith can flourish in your life. And you won't lean. Proverbs 2.14 says this. A man shall be satisfied with the good fruit of his mouth. And the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. In other words, 
the way you speak is because you are homologous. You are agreeing with God's word is going to produce fruitfulness in your mouth. Proverbs 13.2 says this, And a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Why is it death first and life? Because man first is most negative. Man leads to his own understanding. He tries to, he tries to gauge away his own outcomes. And death, <laughs> death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's, it's amazing how many people would much rather stay in an evil conscience then homologos and align themselves and allow life to, to run through their life instead of death. Listen, we got to come into alignment and agreement with God. Okay, how God says it is, that's the way it is. That is my world, biblical world view. Truth in God's word produces assurance. Assurance manifests dynamic faith, biblical faith, faith that moves mountains. The faith that comes from God's word. So God bless you. Thank you for listening today. And I pray you have a blessed day. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.